0: And hot. welcome to the cubicorn games podcast my name is dustin morbido we are just fucking rolling here little impromptu recording who's, who's we? uh who, who's with me you other person in the room i don't know
1: you introduce everyone all the time you're
0: right uh oh. lorraine morbido is here
1: Wow. <laughs> surprise surprise
0: <laughs> i don't know why i just felt like uh you know <laughs> just going for it," I said. We decided just at the last minute that we were going to come and record this tonight. So I suppose we've kept up our schedule pretty well wow, wow, wow. Uh, over the last few months, which is good. And we're gonna talk about a little Street Fighter stuff, I think, because that beta will—it ends tonight. As we're recording this, it's over in a few hours.
1: Dun dun dun.
0: But we've been collectively playing the Street Fighter Six beta a little bit across, like me and a <laughs> handful of our other friends. I mean, it's just Brian, but like I have other observed. people. Yeah, you observed. Other people observed. So we'll talk about that in a second. To start off with, I'll talk about a different thing, yeah. and then. Lorraine, I'll let you throw out anything else you're interested in, and then we'll get into like some okay. talk about Street Fighter stuff. But as a an ongoing reminder, we and the rest of the Michigan indie game community are still building up to Yumicon in a couple weeks. Hell yeah! Which will be in Detroit downtown, formerly Kobo, currently the Huntington something something, I believe, from November third through the sixth. Wow! Um, that first day is a Thursday, which I believe I said before, to my knowledge, is kind of like a lighter like registration day kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like I don't think it's a full on show day. But then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's you know, show floor and video games, and presumably a decent amount of fighting games because like a mm-hmm. 2019, I remember that being like you know mm-hmm. that was all the yeah. esports. Like they had big ass stage and shit, and like I'm guessing that's still happening, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> I've only been paying attention to our tiny little mm-hmm. like congregation of weirdos I mean, making. Like, there's a lot small going games.
1: on, so it's, I don't blame you or myself for not knowing everything.
0: Yeah, but they're like if you're into weird, nerdy. Video game and anime shit, there should be a lot of stuff to check out. Mm-hmm. I know they do like, a decent amount of tabletop stuff. That
1: I'm sure that's been growing because right, like, everything done, around Yomacon has kind of been growing on its own. I've steadily. done a lot
0: of that stuff at various points, but not really at because the only things we've ever done are wander around or mm-hmm. participate by <laughs> showing yeah. off games there. So <laughs> Yeah, if you're interested in just like a good nerdy time, I'll come down that first weekend in November. Yeah. And chill out in Detroit and it should be fun. But with all that said, uh, Lorraine, is there anything else on your mind that you want to throw out there to talk about before we talk about Street Fighter a little bit? And this like it's probably be a pretty tight show, but how you doing? How has Lorraine been?
1: <laughs> Mixed. <laughs> I've been getting back in my my cross swing recently because the yeah that's right sixth and seventh those. of the Picross S series went on sale, and I've been very stingy and only bought these games when they've been on sale. But yeah, because like another thing I honestly can't remember if we've mentioned this on here or not. We talk about it enough. But with all the um, the trips to our local library recently, we've been getting a lot of, like, CDs and stuff and expanding our, like... I guess more exploring a lot of music in general. Like, I've never... This is the, like, most New I've music. ever really <laughs> looked into, like, specifically, like, artists and anything. Like, thinking of a song that, like, oh, I like the song. I'll check out the album that it's on or whatever. And, like, I mean, I've been having a great time. Okay, we've kind of been doing it on and off, like, every other week or so, all summer, more or less. At least, like, two to three months. And before I had these Pit Cross Games to do it, I was like, just, like, if I wanted to just, like, sit down and just, like, listen to music, as opposed to just, like, sitting there and not really doing anything or, like, writing or something, which takes up, like, different, like, it kind of takes my attention too much... Um I was using tetris ninety nine for a little bit, just like, oh, I just want to hang out and like just listen to stuff and like do something but not pay attention to it so it was that so now it's going to be Pit cross while I'm doing it but been enjoying that i like I like a pit cross
0: mm-hmm. it's been a good time and that's like you said it's it's nice to um it's just a really cool service to have libraries that mm-hmm. do that and it's honestly i'll I can segue into something else a little bit a little bit from that because it's a thing I've been thinking about for a while now but uh, it's made me kind of sad for how unshareable video games are <laughs> these days because mm-hmm. they, they carry some video games at the library too, but yeah. it's, you know, so much of the volume of all video games comes out digitally that it's not like yeah. you can just, like not everything is available in a way that you could and, you know, yeah, take it you, and pass it from one person to another. Even if you could
1: just like fill like a flash drive or something with games, like you can't really launch stuff that way the same way you could if you just like handed your friend a cartridge or... uh a disc,
0: yeah, in a way, in the way that like you know, good old reliable audio CDs are a very robust resource for mm-hmm. you know medium-term storage and sharing. Like eventually, I believe those things, after usually about twenty, thirty years, something like that, the data yeah. kind of shits out on them. But
1: I mean, nothing is yeah, forever right. Nothing, permanent. nothing is
0: really forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for but while they're you know while they're uh, active, while they're mm-hmm. you know still in good shape or whatever, they're just a really excellent way to. Share media mm-hmm. in a way that, like, everything is moved away from, like, you know, video, video stuff has gone more to streaming. and yeah.
1: I mean, we'd even talked about this, like, get in relation to video games with, like, specifically, like, the DS and 3DS libraries. And I guess to an extent the Wii U as well. And, like, even some of the Wii stuff. That stuff's really hard to emulate because of the, like, strange control schemes around it. Like, even if you can get the game running on, like, a PC or something through an emulator, like, it's not the same experience that you would have on the native hardware and i mean that hardware is definitely not lasting forever
0: yeah well that this goes me into my other thought that i had like recently with the announcement that you know stadia is good and dead now yeah (laughs) Uh, i thought about that from both directions because there's obviously the obvious one that everyone understands is that like well you know when they turn that service from on to off everything you were able to play on there is gone. Yeah. And if you had because spent, it
1: was a streaming platform. Yeah, if you, you had
0: spent money on there, it is gone. And uh, like I, Google...
1: I think the insane... Yeah,
0: Google did make technically make good on this, but they're under no legal obligation to. Yeah. Like they, they decided to refund people and that's purely a function of like, they if they had, ever try to do yeah. any other service that is even remotely like it, I don't think they could burn people for all that money. And then like, uh-huh. you know, someday they'll launch another product that's either just like Stadia or something else that's like mm-hmm. adjacent and...
1: I mean, they have infinite money at present at their disposal.
0: Yeah, so, like, I don't think the- The I small
1: pocket of people who bought Stadia shit. That, right, that's the, a
0: great point too, that like so few people even interacted with it that like it wouldn't be worth a negative PR to- Yeah, <laughs> just really put to the to on all those them. people yeah. as opposed to just the, just making good on it and paying, you know, giving them refunds or whatever. But yeah, th- that's the first part is that like, again, Google didn't have to do that and mm-hmm. any other service at any other point if they take on Definitely a similar business model won't. of like they're charging you per product for, you know, a thing that is literally only available as mm-hmm. long as the servers are active. And that's even like, you know, Know, still mostly true of a lot of digital purchases on xbox and playstation or whatever yeah. but, but not quite as exactly as yeah like, you it's
1: know, a Different sort of beast because it was a streaming platform, yeah, sta- not like. Stadia is
0: just like one step beyond that, even mm-hmm. in terms of like, oh no, no, this is definitely like you have no local recourse in any way to yeah. ever play this ever again. So that part of that sucks. But the other part of that that I've been thinking a lot about as the economy is going to contract and that we're going to be in a recession and that things are going to be mm-hmm. weird and businesses aren't going to invest as much and stuff and things like that. I feel like for the people rooting for that, like for the people in games who are like, man, I just wish that games would just go streaming so that I could just stream all my games and not have to worry about any of this hardware or whatever. That future for me, I would think is probably kind of like a pretty big definitive end to the era of open creation and indie games that we're in right now. Like if that future yeah. comes to pass, if the all streaming future comes for us 20 years from now, and like pretty much the only way to play a video game is to stream it directly from a server, mm-hmm. like at that point, are any of these companies going to want to just let you throw up your own little yeah. stupid thing on there for let like, to actively have to be served to people mm-hmm. like uh, off the network or whatever? Like I really have my doubts. Whereas, like, you know, the situation where I have, like, Steam isn't perfect, but it's pr- it's pretty good. I mean, all I'm
1: assuming, like, if, if that does become more of the future, I bet Itch might be, and like, yeah, a last right. bastion of, that... like, if it still is able to exist the yeah, in the form it is in today. Th- right, that's
0: another. I actually don't know. I think they're, like, owned. Like, I don't think they're in some giant corporate hierarchy, but I don't know that for sure. Yeah, all... I, I
1: don't know very much. Aside uh... from the people we met forever ago at this point who were actually working at itch i don't know too much yeah, about but the that, structure
0: that said you know that can change at any oh, point yeah, someone absolutely. decides to write a check you know it yeah. could go be go, go from a platform that is a really cool place
1: to just like a literal hellhole yeah, it, could,
0: it could go from a platform that is a cool place to hold all kinds of weird stuff mm-hmm. to write like exactly like a thing that is very focused on turning a profit at all costs yeah uh, based on like somebody, you know, signing a check and being like, This is mine now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have offered you this much money and you have accepted it. And now we are gonna paper all this over with anything that's profitable at the expense of mm-hmm. everything that's interesting. <laughs> so that stuff is the stuff that I worry about. Like I said, yeah. I, I think the only future that's worse than the one where like all games exist and discoverability isn't possible is where no games exist. <laughs> so yeah i definitely would take the you know the difficult weird nebulous like kind of place that game creation is now as opposed to a future where that is more boxed in for sure Mm -hmm. there are things about the the state of things now that are shitty but at least people get to you know make stuff and try to but try to get it Mm -hmm. out there compared to uh what could be many of our alternatives yeah all that said uh fuck stadia was a stupid idea and (laughs) i'm glad it's dead like I said, and the only thing that I think I've tweeted other than like podcast updates and stuff in the last four months, just like, <laughs> we're looking at you now, Facebook, with all your stupid VR products that no one wants or needs. Yeah. I just saw an article this week that was, was like an internal email that some manager had sent mm-hmm. around that would be like, two employees of Facebook that like, guys, you need to play our game, our products more to, in, to mm-hmm. love them. Like, you need to you mm-hmm. need to play a VR whatever, their, whatever their main VR Who product cares? is. We know it's buggy, but you need to play it so you can fall in love with it, so you can want to create it. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) this seems healthy and normal. And, like, (laughs) that if only you just shackle people to this stupid product that no one's interested in, (laughs) then maybe eventually (laughs) they'll warm up to it. Great idea. Good job, everyone. So that seems pretty stupid. But yeah, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop on that. Like, I fully expect. I really love it. There's a couple people in, like, local game dev scene that are, like, sort of positive on VR still. I, I, at this point, I I think it's. I mean, like,
1: I think it's interesting place for exploration but I don't think it's the future
0: well I just don't think unless the technology becomes like sci-fi seamless Mm -hmm. where it's like you put the goggles on and it's like you literally feel like you're transparently in another world it it
1: becomes like Sword Art Online which (laughs) takes place in 2022
0: Sure. Like if it if it ever gets to that that level, I think we'll have other problems. Like all the classic, like oh, people are just addicted to it. And yeah. They can't tell the difference between reality and we're know, gonna live f- in Ready
1: Player One, yeah. like <laughs> Skyrise box towers that fall over.
0: Mm-hmm. But if it stays in the state it's man, in right... I'm just
1: name dropping all the bad <laughs> fiction right now. I am, I apologize. Big apologies for me.
0: If it stays in the state it's in right now, where it's just like even if the graphics look pretty good or whatever, ultimately. It's still you, so You're inside a closed system looking at screens, and like yeah. you, can, you can intelligently tell. Like there's no, like if someone put this on your face while you were asleep and you woke up, you wouldn't be like, oh, I'm in another world. You'd be like, oh, I'm looking at a screen that's attached to my face. Mm-hmm. If it stays that way, I just don't think people will ever be able to do it for more than like an hour or two at a time mm-hmm. like without coming back up from the fucking depths or whatever. And if that's the case, I don't think that those kind of products can ever be successful by the metrics that, like, a company like Facebook would want, mm-hmm. or, like,
1: I mean, kind of by successful by their own merits, like,
0: yeah, because like Facebook wants it to be like an eight hour plus a day thing. They want you to work in yeah, there, yeah. They want and you to in live there. in there, yeah. They want you to play. They want you to have that thing strapped to your head as long as humanly possible, mm-hmm. like with no limits as far as they're concerned, because they don't give a shit. <laughs> no, <laughs> like they yeah. just want eyeballs on the ads and the fucking whatever else is in there.
1: Horrible me's. But I
0: just truly don't believe that like human physiology. <laughs> <laughs> will will lead people to ever tolerate doing that at it's that funny, scale. As funny
1: as the joke is, we actually really do need to touch grass. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't see it. I don't see it personally. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that's even funnier about that is like when you hear them like if you look at some interviews with Mark Zuckerberg and stuff where he's mm-hmm. talking about other ways to take it he's like well our other plan is to do like AR goggles where you, you put them on and it's like an overlay on like but at that point it's not even it's just like Google Glass that's like 30% better yeah <laughs> like there's nothing special about it at that point it's just like a stupid heads-up display mm-hmm. so like that's an even in my mind that's an even dumber idea than trying yeah. to go full VR What's virtual like, world was it,
1: like, was it Microsoft Glass is that was that a thing was that what it was called They've had they had an, an they AR thing it. they did ship it okay yeah that
0: Hololens thing came HoloLens, out. That's I don't know what it how was. many, if anyone ever used it for anything, or if they still make them. But they, it, it okay. absolutely got released. Yeah, that was a thing.
1: I remember that at like some E3 a thousand years ago when E3 sort of still mattered.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that that seems even stupider to me because it doesn't even have yeah. the weird like like theoretical utopian like oh it'll be this. <laughs> Cool world where we all live and can do whatever we want. Like I said, it's literally just like oh, I can see how much that Slurpee is through the Seven Eleven window by staring at it. I'm Six. getting an ad for <laughs> like oh, dope,
1: uh, <laughs> fucking Taco Bell on yeah, my drive. That sounds
0: like the actual dumbest thing I've ever yeah. fucking heard in my life.
1: <laughs> I would almost like I don't know how bad it would be, but I'd almost rather like that technology be applied to like car windshields as opposed to like a glass
0: that I wear. Yeah, like, if you be... could like
1: have like a small HUD of like. The like the actual dashboard, even just like mirrored up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that would
0: be cool for navigation stuff. Yeah, if they just had like, like little arrows and shit. Yeah, yeah,
1: have that stuff on there for all the
0: stupid things they're doing with cars these days. That would, that's actually a good I'd idea that, that, that nobody than does.
1: Like, looking down at a screen in a console because right. it's even worse.
0: Yeah, that's that'd be cool. I hope maybe we'll get there for, <laughs> with auto UI at some point because like I said, I also hate <laughs> car user interfaces because everybody's yes. just doing the like. Elon Musk put touchscreens in cars so now everybody just puts a tablet in the console and calls it a day and it's like the the dumbest, stupidest idea for a user interface where you want to be able to use it without looking at it because your eyes should be doing other shit while you're driving your fucking car. All user interfaces are bad. Every single one of them. But yeah, we'll see with any of of these other... Things like that. I think that VR on that scale that Facebook is trying to pitch Mm -hmm. to people is just as stupid as an an idea as NFTs were. (laughs) I think it's a dumb fucking grift that, you know, I could still be very well proven wrong. There's lots of other grifts that have absolutely succeeded on Mm -hmm. the world as a whole, but
1: it doesn't necessarily mean they're good.
0: Yeah, it seems very, very silly. We'll see what happens with that. But talking about games that aren't VR,
1: it's most of them, (laughs) honestly.
0: Oh well, actually, learning is, is there? A, do you have any, any other thoughts about? I kind of <laughs> wrangled that away from you with um, uh, from like we started at pick cross and ended up at vid- VR on the future of video games.
1: Uh you see, we finished Tales.
0: That's true. We did finish Tales, and that was fun. Like I yeah. said, I was a little bits of that game I remembered pretty well, and a lot of it I had forgotten completely. <laughs> So it was fun to get in there and see the whole thing again from front to back. And the whole—I still think I that game held up pretty well. the vast majority
1: of it, even down to like the very small details of like where I needed to go next. I wasn't completely lost at any point in time. Sometimes my sequencing was maybe a little bit out of out of whack, but yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed that game.
0: I mean, I know it's, like, one of your big games. Mm-hmm. like you know. Definitely,
1: I, w- I would say it's probably my favorite RPG. Yeah, like, when we
0: talk about ten-pole game experiences, I know that's in your pantheon of, like, mm-hmm. very important games to you. Yeah, I think,
1: like, a couple <laughs> of years ago, I'd gotten tagged in, like, this, oh, name, like, four games that are, like, your top games, and, like, that was on there. Star Fox 64. I know Digimon World 4 was also in there. I don't 100% remember what my fourth one was, because I think it was just four. I'm going to look that up, see what my response was. It might have just been Destiny <laughs> Because <laughs> um, I mean, for as as much as many problems as that game does have, it has been very important to my like just kind of gaming history mm-hmm. at this point in
0: time. But again, yeah, it's fun to revisit stuff like that. That mm-hmm. you know, especially things like that that are contained narrative experiences. Like, yeah, you know, you're not playing them actively all the time. A little bit like stuff like a Destiny or mm-hmm. a Street Fighter or whatever. Yeah. So it's fun to just go back and play through them every once in a while. Ugh. Just refill re- 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 your nice memories of all that stuff.
1: Something.
0: And again, I think that game, for being as old as it is, mm-hmm. I think it actually holds up pretty well. Yeah, the localization isn't too bad. Which uh, like it was that's what that, like just on the bubble of when that stuff was starting to get a little a little more up to snuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely like
0: graphically it's stuff. I think like you know it obviously looks like a very old game, but I think it works. Like game it's Cube stylized
1: too, though, which I think is a good. It's always strong. Like a stylization is always strong, in my opinion. Over like. More hyper realistic things.
0: GameCube and PS2 era stuff is about the cutoff for like mm-hmm. rec- things that are 3D games that are roughly recognizable <laughs> in terms of like obviously a lot of bells and whistles. I didn't actually much put Tales of Symphony
1: on this list specifically. That's interesting. It was Star Fox 64, Heart Gold, Destiny, or Destiny 2, and anim- the original Animal Crossing, which I do stand by. All of mm-hmm. those. If I'd had to put more on there, I might have actually been tagged in that twice now that I think about it. There
0: you go. Maybe you did it two times. But anyway, you probably like had interacted with all those other things more recently, so they were more yeah. front of mind. <laughs> kind of like we were just talking about. That was why I was excited to play the game, because I knew you were really enthusiastic about
1: mm-hmm. checking
0: that game out on another run-through, so I'm glad we got to do that.
1: Yeah. The other one, if if we ever go back to another Tales game, I would probably want to do Tales of the Abyss again, because I've only played through that game twice, I'm pretty sure at this point, just because like I played it once on the PS2 and then again on the 3DS, which is a far inferior version, I would say. And it's just never been remade again, <laughs> which is tragic because that game is actually really good, technically wise. I would say it is. It's part way between Tales of Symphonia and Tales of Asperia, which, in my opinion, I know I've definitely said this on here before. That is like the last of the like more traditional Tales games. They all kind of got. They started to get a like. Celia got kind of weird. And, like, Zisteria is the last one that I actually enjoyed. I really bounced off of Bursaria when I tried to play it and haven't even tried Arise or whatever. But, yeah, Tales of Symphonia, big influence. As as we saw during my playthrough, a lot of those phrases and just random lines of, like, battle dialogue or other scene dialogue has been permanently lodged in my brain <laughs> and will not leave anytime soon. It's pancake time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm excited about that. And we've got other streaming stuff we're gonna do. So we might mm-hmm. try this new fun one v one. Like <laughs> we might mm-hmm. try to play some competitive stuff and I play could, against each I other. I honestly
1: could not remember if I had said that to you or not because I know I'd you, mentioned. You the told Destiny. me, like I said, you mentioned well, it no, with Destiny. But I had so, had hmm. the idea separately of like, oh well, what if we just did like one v one competitive stuff? Like
0: well, you very well we may do that on Thursday. In my mind,
1: uh-huh. it was called Thursday Night Throwdown because I thought that was funny. <laughs>
0: Um, that's what they used to call those giant bomb segments way back in the really back. okay and yeah, it, that might have even been before we started watching it together but way back in that's, the day yeah would, I don't remember ever watching they would do something. multiplayer community stuff and call it that that's funny yeah. well then we'll have to change it to something else I was, th- I was thinking about calling it 1v wife
1: 1v <laughs> <laughs> wife me <laughs> we'll name it something stupid uh, it doesn't matter But yeah, we we'll, always do we'll
0: play some games against each other and it'll probably be a good time <laughs> uh, yeah we'll probably start doing that on Thursdays whenever we can which will probably be for the next couple of weeks, I think our Thursday evenings will be pretty yeah. short of like...
1: It's Halloween season, at a Greenfield Village, and I've got night shifts again, mm-hmm. so... And then after, um, after no later
0: than after YumaCon, well, yeah, we don't I don't expect be... we'll be getting back to Saturday night I'd streaming indie would stuff. rather
1: not stream that Saturday night of YumaCon, <laughs> um, or that Thursday, probably. I just mean probably
0: not in October, because yeah, yeah, you're no, working yeah, yeah, a bunch yeah, yeah. of nights on the weekends mm-hmm. these days, but... Yeah, well, we should be getting back into. <laughs> I've already gotten one or two requests from other people in the Michigan community oh, to check nice. out their games, so Hell we're gonna yeah. we'll definitely do some of that. Like I, I was talking to, to one it. of them yesterday on uh, the locally sourced meetup.
1: It was actually two days ago, but yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, some uh, this week. <laughs> Recently, I definitely want to nail down. I want to talk to as many other people who are showing stuff as possible. And if we haven't already checked out their game, I want to be like, "Hey, if you want to give us a build at some point, love to fiddle around with us a little bit. And yeah, talk about it on the podcast and stuff." hopefully get some more dev interviews at some point. Mm-hmm. Should be a good time.
1: Looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, for sure. But speaking of games that are have been influential <laughs> <laughs> to at least one of our backgrounds. I've been playing a decent amount of that Street Fighter 6 beta. Yeah. Uh, luckily got into it again Brian mm-hmm. and I and apparently, he told me while he was over. Apparently, Fro got into. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I don't know if, because I don't know if him and his other brother also supposed mm-hmm. submitted, but like, so I think we had between a sixty-sixty-six and fifty percent success rate of getting <laughs> into the beta, from however many entries. No got man. in from people I knew directly, but yeah, I got into that. I've been playing a little bit all weekend. Like I played with Brian on Friday for mm-hmm. a bit, and then I played myself on Saturday a good couple hours, and then this evening, this Sun, uh, this Sunday, as we're recording this. We played a little bit together. Like mm-hmm. I played some matches and Brian played a p- pretty good chunk of matches and we just kind of hung out with other people in the room watching mm-hmm. and it's a pretty good time. I think that game is a really solid improvement over five from what I remember of it which is like my memories of five are pretty fuzzy because I really only played that game for a couple weeks after it came out and then just like never went back. But that, I feel like that speaks volumes about that game. Yeah. Because I put, because like this is, and I don't know if your memories are like this or if it's my, my brain <laughs> is just working this way because I'm getting so old and so shitty. <laughs>
1: damn but I
0: barely like the way I remember stuff is just as like a soup of <laughs> like I feel like I remember 20% at most of every single thing I've done that's like more than two years ago and then like if I'm presented with something that like triggers deeper memories I'll remember a little more of it like I've bubbled up a lot of Street Fighter 4 memories from playing this for a bit but other than that like like if if anything if something happened more than 24 months ago like I might as well never have done it <laughs> Almost. So, I don't know. Like I said, maybe...
1: Sweats in our wedding anniversary coming uh, up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you should be concerned about that. I'm just laying it out there. but uh... <laughs> I
1: mean, not to be like, alarmist or anything but a side effect of depression is memory loss um, so that's, that's something um yeah. <laughs> I personally like my memory is just bizarre in a lot of ways like I don't if I could visualize my memory I think I'd be terrified of what it would actually look like <laughs> because there's like so many weird intertwined specific things trigger very specific other things like I associate a lot of different things with other things like, the linked list nodes of my memory are probably a nightmare and i wouldn't want to look at them but for me personally i have a lot of fond recollection of street fighter 4 because it came out around the time that we started dating so like i watched you play a lot of that and that was really my first introduction to kind of any fighting game cuz yeah. we didn't really play very
0: many mm-hmm. and th- i think this is a good example like i said of like i said the, just the way my brain is so weird <laughs> and the things that i ever so cuz i do remember like playing all this, I kind of had those same memories come back up, but uh-huh. but absent that, like ha- if I hadn't played this, like gotten played this at all and like put a decent number of hours into playing some Street Fighter this mm-hmm. weekend, like the only parts of that era that you're talking about that I vividly remember are like our relationship starting. Aww. Like I don't remember the I don't remember any of those great details of like what we did together and stuff like that. I just remember like <laughs> some very specific moments of like, you know, our first X, our first Y, like, you know, first date, first kiss, shit like that. Like, that, that stuff I remember. But like I said, like, idly, just like what we might have done, hanging out in my room for a few hours, like, fucking around with video games or whatever, like, <laughs> it was gone until, uh, playing this, playing Street Fighter 6 a bunch, I did remember all that stuff. I was like, yeah, that, that was... Street Fighter 4 was probably my most played game from, like, 2008 to, like, 2011, 2012, maybe, because I just wasn't playing that many games that mm-hmm. at that time, period, but...
1: It's like for me it's like that in like Halo 4 cuz that came out while we were yeah around the beginning of our BioShock relationship BioShock was in as there well. at some
0: point. That was actually pretty early too. BioShock Infinite, I think. Mm, I don't remember. <laughs> not
1: at, it was it was past that for sure. Okay. Cuz I remember um I think you had moved your room downstairs at that point. Mhm. And I remember you played through it. I played some of it and then you finished my playthrough cuz you wanted to do it again. <laughs> Uh, But But I watched the entirety of, Mm -hmm. like, the finishing of Bioshock.
0: Yeah, but like I said, it took me until yesterday to remember even how, like, I physically was laid out and playing Street Mm -hmm. Fighter. I was like, oh, yeah, I had one of those stools from, like, upstairs, and I just put the stick on it because it was very easy to raise or lower it. I could get it kind of as high as I wanted it relative to my hands.
1: I mean, it was a very very cramped space that you had. Right, it
0: was a tiny little, smaller than this room. I think, or just about the size of the room we're in now. Roughly, but, you know, yeah, I
1: think it's about the same. I don't have to fit
0: all the shit I own in here.
1: Yeah, because so. it was like bed, desk, computer, yeah. TV, dresser.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah. Now like... we just have
1: like a thousand monitors.
0: <laughs> all that stuff started to flood, ba- flood back to me in that context of mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I remember doing this before this, because I also remember playing like at some of those other like gen cons of that mm-hmm. era, going to that, and playing that game a little bit. Like, In fact, the reason I modded that old stick originally to put a different PCB in it because PS3 was the tournament standard
1: ah. for Street
0: Fighter 4 back in the day, so I was always playing on an Xbox, so if mm-hmm. I wanted to play on, if I wanted to play in an event somewhere else, I had to mm-hmm. have a PlayStation-compatible stick. So, I threw that thing in there and it was good to go. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Both remembering all that stuff and just fucking around with that game. So we'll start off with some of the details of it. First off, I'll, I'll mention a thing mechanically that I think is really cool and then I'll ask you other just like vibe check stuff about it but <laughs> I think the drive system is really neat and that was kind of like I, I I suspected that I might like it I think when we talked about this in like June-ish when that game like got announced proper yeah. like when they talked about details of it mm-hmm. but it's really cool in practice so they've replaced a lot of systems in the game or well, they've straight up replaced stunning because Kyle asked about that when we were playing he's like do you still get stunned in this game if you like take a bunch of hits that's not a thing anymore. And they've taken a bunch of other things that have either been like in past Street Fighter games, or like aspects of every Street Fighter game, like EX moves, Mm -hmm. where you can do like a certain special attack. Kind of like the
1: the flavor of the game, basically. Like the oh, this is the thing that we're doing here, and.
0: Yeah, they are taking a bunch of uh, the Mega
1: Evolution mechanics
0: of... and abilities from previous Street Fighter games a- and rolled them into one resource, which is the drive gauge, which is basically a little meter that's under the health meter that has six notches in it. Mm-hmm. And each round it starts full, and then the way you can spend that meter is to you can spend it to do EX attacks, which they're called technically called overdrive moves in this game, mm-hmm. but they they work exactly like EX attacks in other games. Oh, that's what
1: you. OD stands for. I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> entirely sure what that meant on the like the victory. Oh, I'm like, yeah, thing, when it shows like, what killed them. I was like, I was. <laughs> trying to parse that out i was like what does that mean because mm, like i get like ex i get like that just the v for victory or there's like the super one or whatever and like, like perfect right i'm just like the <laughs> fuck does od me uh-huh.
0: but yeah it's basically like you can either do a special move normally mm-hmm. or you can do a special move and push two buttons instead and when you do that it, it'll consume two uh bars from that gauge and it just does a better version of it that you mm-hmm. know does more damage or has more frame advantage or both that's one way you can use it. And that used to be tied to your super meter, yeah. which was a meter that you built up slowly over the course of a match by dealing mm-hmm. or taking damage. So the fact that, that, that even just that, because EX moves are a big deal for like more elaborate combos and like maximizing your damage. So uh-huh. even just taking that as for, out of something that like, would be like a mid to late game action you could take and making it something that you can do at any point of the match mm-hmm. immediately is really interesting. I think that's really cool, and then tying it into the other cool things you can do with it, so there is a push pull of what you want to use that meter for is mm-hmm. really sweet because there's so there's uh, drive impacts, which are the the focused attack-ish thing from Street the, Fighter Four. Like, the 4? big like, Yeah, that's the one that's like where you're covered in paint. And, mm-hmm. like, it does this big flashing animation. But in the in-game you basically, like, push two buttons together, and your character will wind up with an attack that has two hits of armor. And if you strike your opponent with the attack, they would get knocked down in a crumple state where you can just do another attack to them. Mm-hmm. And if you do it while they're in the corner, it does that even if they block it. It just knocks them down, and you get to do whatever you want to them. It's really crazy. But that's a both, like... It's more approachable, I think, than focus attacks, because the wind-up is so, like, it's not a, like, focus attacks kind of had this weird timing thing where, like, it took a really long time to launch one fully, so people layers yeah. almost never did that. Like, more often than not, people would either use them, use focus attacks to cancel other actions and do more mm. elaborate combos, or they would just use them to, like, take a hit okay, uh, without taking chip damage, which that's also different in this game, too, but I don't even know if we'll get that nitty-gritty in this conversation. Uh, and then, like, either back off or move forward. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you could dash either way out of a focused attack. Oh, okay. But with Drive Impacts, it only goes forward, and there's no canceling it. So once you do it, you're committed. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it, the the level of approachability it has where, like I said, you just kind of push it and you go. I think that's awesome. Like, I think that's a really mm-hmm. good way to, like, take a thing that was sort of like focused attacks and bring it into a game that they're clearly trying to expand to a wider audience. Uh, because it immediately makes sense to me how it works. Like, mm-hmm. it's not... Yeah. And there are other systems that are more elaborate than that in the game, but that's one that I think is really well designed for that purpose that like it has mm-hmm. a, a decent amount of depth it adds a lot of uh options to interesting scenarios in the game and is a thing that like any players of almost any level can understand like mm-hmm. i push this button and i you know i'm pretty invulnerable and if i hit i get a big move even if it's just like i said just raw doing your super or whatever like mm-hmm. like if you're not really good at combos because i'm not a very combo like i'm not a very technical street fighter player i'm not oh. Uh, like if i'm you know, in the top 30% of Destiny. Like, my Street Fighter position is much lower. Mm-hmm. I'm probably around, like, bottom... Well, probably, like, somewhere hovering near 50. Like, I'm probably, like, between 60% and 40%, depending on the day. <laughs> but, like like I think, like I said, that mechanic in particular, I think, is really neat. And the fact that it costs the same gauge as the X moves and stuff, I think, is really smart. There's pairing in this game, which has also been changed to be more approachable, which I also think is really cool, whereas in... Third Strike, the game that parrying in Street Fighter is most notable for. Parrying was this really elaborate risk reward thing where mm-hmm. traditionally Street Fighter you hold back to block, right? You uh-huh. hold away from your opponents to block their attacks. And third strike, if you wanted to parry move instead of blocking it, you would never take chip damage, but you had to time it by pushing forward towards them when the move hit you. Hmm. So like if they did two punches that were like tap tap, you would have to go like tap, tap, two forward taps at the same cadence to parry them. Mm. And that basically always meant you're vulnerable if you miss the parry because you're not holding back anymore. Yeah, <laughs> So you had to like really commit to it and really time it right uh, to parry a whole bunch of attacks coming in at once. And this, this has been changed to where it is accessible to literally anyone because all you do is hold down two buttons mm-hmm. and your character almost instantly transitions to a parry state Whereas any time an attack hits you, other than a throw, you just block it. Like, it can be a high attack, it can be a low, it can be whatever. Okay, there's no, like, Yeah, there, and, and there's no it, mix-ups to it. Just if they are attacking you with normal or special moves, it just take blocks all the hits okay. from wherever they come from. Oh. And depending on how you time it, when you get out of it, you can usually respond by at least doing some kind of normal mm-hmm. back to them or whatever. But if you do that and you don't take a hit, there's like a solid couple of frames of recovery after the fact. So if they yeah, sure. just either do nothing to you, or if they throw you, they get basically a free punish to do something meaningful in response yeah so i think that that is really cool to both maintain like it has a risk reward it does technically still use the drive system also because mm-hmm. it lowers the drive gauge slowly while you're holding it down uh, gotcha and then refills it as you take hits so if you're if you're just out there raw pairing and they're not attacking you you're just diminishing meter mm-hmm. but if you time it right and you're actually pairing stuff that's coming in you're gaining meter back okay it's so like all those elements i just think it's really smart yeah right? like They've given a risk reward to all these things and they've kind of tied them all together where there's, like I said, it's it's just a true, players get to choose which things they want to spend the meter on. Yeah. And then there's drive rushes, which are, it's basically just like a forward dash out of a neutral parry. Like, we don't even need to get into details, but it's basically an offensive move. Like, you can mm. close the gap and it makes your next move better. And then there's a drive reversal, which is, and this I don't even think we ever tried. <laughs> <laughs> like, Brian or I in practice much, because I don't even think we remembered it, but... The last thing you can do with the drive gauge is input-wise. I think it's the same as the drive impact input, but it doesn't barely matters. But Whatever. anyway, there's an input you push while you're in a block string. So basically, while your opponent is continually attacking you. you, yeah, at any point while you're actively blocking, you can do an input and it'll push them back and basically reset everybody to neutral. And that costs, I think, two bars too. Okay. So it's just another. It's a purely defensive way to use yeah. that meter. If you just want somebody to get the fuck off of you, mm-hmm. uh, while you're actively blocking attacks, you can just do that. So all that stuff put together, I think, is just so smart and so cool mm-hmm. that they've taken all these disparate ideas from various Street Fighter games and put like a version of in, them in the game that, in most cases, are more approachable.
1: <laughs> it just kind of updated them a little bit, like yeah, because uh, I know in the past, like from what my understanding of like Street Fighter is, they're, like, they're kind of like seem to be like centered around like. A certain type of mechanic or like a certain either just like an updated version of old stuff with a little new flavoring sprinkled in or kind of like like, oh, we're building sort of around like this mechanic and like expanding it outward where this kind of like you said, it feels like they're kind of gathering up a lot of those just kind of disparate threads and reworking them into something different and new, which I think is neat.
0: Yeah. And the, and the cool thing I think I really like about this is a step away from Street Fighter 5 into this game is that, again, I don't remember Street Fighter 5 mm-hmm. super well, but I know for sure that the two big things in that game were V-Skill and V-Trigger. Mm. And V-Trigger was like that was its own separate meter that when you activated it, it just like made your moves very better. Skill, I'm pretty very skill, sure very trigger. Yes, for like yes. a, like a few seconds, like it just all your attacks got better priority or something. I'm pretty sure that's how that worked. But also you could consume it with V skills, which were these little one-off things that almost every character had unique ones. Like A couple people had overlap, but mm. on top of whatever that character's moveset was, they would also have a V skill that would usually be tied in with the that gauge, the gauge yeah. that that used V trigger. And that was just another bespoke... Like I think it was a cool idea in theory, yeah. but in practice, I think it was just one more layer that made the game even less approachable, because it's already hard to... Comprehend everything that all the Street Fighter characters can do. And having the new system be this bespoke thing where every character kind of interacts with it a little differently Mm -hmm. I think is a bad look when you're trying to like... Because fighting games just need more players. They just do. So the fact that all the systems I just described in 6, they work exactly the same way no matter which character you play. Like they all apply Mm -hmm. in the same manner to every character no matter which one you choose. I think is really smart too. Yeah. Uh, I think that's just a really good idea. Because that's another you know part of what people like what draws people into smash brothers in a way that other fighting games don't have managed is the, you know, the input simplicity. That's definitely true. Yeah. But another part of it is that like, there's a kind of a baseline of expectation of like, like characters are different, mm-hmm. but like there is a similarity to all the there's smash characters. Like, that is more yeah. true. I think than games like street fighter
1: <laughs> directional standard directional special, like, yeah, you have to figure out what those all do. But I mean, I mean, like with, there's, like, charged characters, grapple here, whatever. Like, Street Fighter has a lot of different main types of characters, and, like, Smash Brothers does too, but they don't control all that differently. Like, the if you know how to move and attack with Mario, you know how to move and attack with Sephiroth or whatever. Yeah, and I,
0: it, Right, and in my mind, that is, like, this the drive system is the that for Street Fighter. Yes, it, I, would, it, I would agree it, from it is a way what to, I've
1: seen and you described. Yeah, it is
0: a way to give a bunch of different abilities... A baseline, a like cohesion. every yeah, everybody has access to these and they work the exact same way, no matter who's using them. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's really cool and really smart. Um, and they've combined that with the modern control thing, which we're still not going to talk about because I haven't fucked around with it much. But it's uh there's just a different control option where you can ch- exchange the three punches, three kicks for mm-hmm. I think it's just a couple of attack buttons, a special button, and maybe another one that does something else. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's still a really good idea to have that yeah. in the game, especially for people like if they're managed, they manage to draw people in who aren't going to be super gung-ho about getting online and grinding out tons of matches but might want to play the campaign yeah. just because they like the aesthetic of, you know, one of the street fighters. Yeah. Uh, then having that as an option for people just to have an easier approach to that part of the game I think is really smart.
1: And also, like, all that, like, the hardware end of fighting games is really expensive.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the other thing is this game was clearly designed for controllers and not sticks. Like, even when you look at the battle arena or whatever, because mm-hmm. it's, like, it's straight up... Kind of irritating to navigate with a stick because you don't have a camera control. Uh (laughs) Because, like, when you're playing a match of Street Fighter, you don't need camera control. Like, it's Uh a 2D plane. But when you're wandering around this, like, open area with, like, cabinets and stuff and, like, different kiosks you can go to, Mm -hmm. like, it's clearly intended to be navigated with a controller. And Brian and I had talked about this off the podcast that I think, on average, like, probably most fighting game players are playing on pad these days, like, on just whatever stock controller the console comes with for Mm -hmm. the most part. Because, like, you know, Smash players still, like, some of them use, like, hitbox equivalents, like other weird... That
1: was the thing that I was trying to remember.
0: Uh, but most of them still you just use controllers yeah. in some stripe, and I think most Guilty Gear and Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat players are just playing on pad, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like I said, that's not a bad thing. It's just, oh.
1: Uh... I mean, I remember when I tried playing some, I think it was whatever Marvel game was yeah. on, the the 360. Probably I was three... using a, a pad. The, I mean, it was, like, that more, like, it was, like, that fight... It, was like it wasn't like it was just a stock 360 controller. It was a little bit different, um, but I preferred that to a stick because I've never used one and don't really like it.
0: Yeah. And as we kind of talked about playing competitive stuff, I, I hope we someday get to a point where we can throw down in Street Fighter and like you can give me a run for my money. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Like I said, that's not the kind of thing where I'm going to ever force you to play a ton of that game because I don't <laughs> think anybody should play games that they're not actively interested in. Like I think if it's just not your thing, that's fine. <laughs> But we'll see when it comes out. And again, the modern control stuff, who knows? Maybe it'll make like a little more sense in a way that like it hadn't before. Because like, like I said, I know it's a lot with like the six buttons mm-hmm. and especially with this like for as uniform as all these controls are, it's still a lot of like double presses together. We have mm-hmm. to push two buttons at once or otherwise you'd have to just map it to like, you know, you would have to map a bunch of your buttons to push yeah. two things at once, which is a thing you can do, but then you're consuming a bunch of your buttons. So eventually <laughs> yeah. you'll just run out of them. But that stuff is like, you know, you have to really thumb on the like I don't know how big your thumbs are relative to like the PS five pad, for example. Would it be easy Not... for you to just like push two buttons at once like that by just kinda Probably. Okay. Cause yeah, mostly you'd be doing like that, that, mm-hmm. as I demonstrate that you can't see a yep, podcast. Doing, I have a uh, controller in my hand and I'm showing which how you would push two buttons at once in most cases to his do special attacks.
1: Absolutely massive thumbs.
0: <laughs> I mean I can push all four.
1: I'm aware. <laughs> I mean, I could probably technically do that, but I wouldn't be able to cover all of them.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I'd maybe be able to touch the corners of all of them.
0: Yeah, so we'll see when that game comes out. But uh, that would be a thing that I would like to at least try. And again, I won't like badger you to keep playing more of it if you're Badgering just kind of not into it.
1: But, way. Uh,
0: but it it does seem really cool. Like I said, I just think they've done a lot of work to make it more approachable, and I hope that that work pays off. And then the other part of that that that's true, which again is a total fucking step away from how 5 was mm-hmm. at launch at minimum because again I haven't played it recently so I don't know yeah. how it's changed on this front is that just like they've done a ton of work aesthetic wise and vibe wise and this is where it's I wanted a, yeah, to Yeah that was
1: the main thing I wanted to comment on Yeah
0: so, so tell me how what the vibe check is from you for Street Fighter 6
1: The only thing I can recall about Street Fighter 5 is that it was exceptionally bland menus UI all of it just felt like bare bones boring and just minimalistic in a very negative context. Yeah, that that's I my I didn't like it at all. I didn't like looking at it. I I remember like I can't remember the music at all. Like mm-hmm. it was just Street Fighter 4 was very vivid. There was a lot of like weird splash screens. The effects were kind of all over the place and it was very flashy. Yeah,
0: and the main menus in those in those Street Fighter 4 versions usually would have like big character art or something Pen on the and menu. Ryu
1: yeah, were right. going Yeah, right, where they're like almost kiss.
0: kissing each other whatever. Yeah.
1: It was beautiful.
0: <laughs> but yeah, you're right. That is absolutely my recollection too of thinking back to 5 at launch. The only thing I remember about it is that it's it was like, like there was totally... Like
1: a, there was like a, a blank color, single colored screen with like a big globe on it, maybe. Yeah, it was
0: totally utilitarian. It was just like a bunch of rectangles yeah. on a screen that was like... Like, here's, even like here's online play, UI. here's training.
1: Like, it was, I just remember it being, I, I don't know if it was, like, grayscale monotone, but it felt that way. Yeah. That was the vibe that all of that gave me.
0: And I feel like that was, like, a product of its time. I feel like that was an era where fighting games were, like...
1: Trying to be sleeker. They were
0: trying to be esports, and yeah. also there was this preconception that esports was going to be...
1: The biggest a, thing, like in the a world. very
0: proper affair. Yeah, like it was like, oh, we have to take this shit as seriously as the Super Bowl. Otherwise, it's not a real competition. And so, like everything has to be, you know, clean and tidy and mm. not fun. Like it has to be very serious business. And I think all that came together to, like, I think that was a conscious effort to make that product of that mm. for those reasons and i definitely think it took away from the definitely. from the game as a whole like it just it was just not as fun to just mm-hmm. pop in there like it's it's a like a relatively little thing in the grand scheme of things when you're just like talking about grinding out games or whatever but like it matters if you don't
1: like looking at something or like it's just boring yeah. It's going to have an effect on you. Right.
0: And the, and the not super hardcore people, like the people who like Street Fighter from a distance, like those folks are in there for the color. Like for, yeah. they have one or more characters that they really just like dig their vibe, mm-hmm. like their, you know, aesthetic or whatever. Or they just like the flashiness of, you know, fake fighting, which is uh-huh. like fun to watch. You know, it's just cool to watch fake characters do like crazy anime esque battles or whatever. Like it's just, like, I think it, they lost almost all those yeah, people there was, with that There kind was of focus. no
1: charm. In Street Fighter Five, it was very just. It was an office space. Yeah. And it was cubicle. It was uniform. It was just meh. Unforgettable. It was. It, it was. It was forgettable. Yeah. It was unimaginative. <laughs> it was just another like just throw it in the pile or yeah. whatever. And in
0: Street Fighter Six, like I said, I, I I think it is com. It, it is a completely conscious choice to yes. do exactly the opposite.
1: I really like how colorful the HUD is. Yeah. Like, the different colors of the health bars. I know that hasn't really ever been a thing. I feel like they've always been really uniform. I like that both sides are color-coded. Mm-hmm. Like, so you could very easily, like, you look up at a glance, you see, oh, the blue side is really high, and the pink side's kind of low. Like, right. you can you can easily, at a, right at a glance, without having to, like, think, I mean, you could do that before, but having it color-coded two different colors that pop really helps and like the um the kind of fluctuating colors of the drive gauge as it gets like higher or lower, the different still like very minimalistic, but in a good way this time. The the simplicity of just having numbers and then what like C A on the the bar at the bottom gives you all the information you need to see. And like those bars change color as they reach different levels. And it's very clean. It's crisp and it tells you what you need to know at a very quick glance in a good way. Yeah. Um,
0: and the the other fun parts of that game I think are like totally intentional too. Like people I think there was like the initial thought when people started circulating the true monstrosities you can build and in <laughs> <laughs> the, the character creator, creator were like, "Oh, did, is this an oversight from Capcom?" I think that was totally intentional. I
1: mean, like just let it like it's not it doesn't matter. Like that's the thing. Like the characters you know? like they serve no functional yeah, purpose. Yeah, like as soon as like, I saw
0: that they that you can make the characters make faces on the loading screen.
1: Oh my god! By wiggling the so stick around, I was like, oh,
0: these guys are leaning into how funny this game can be, and, and that's smart. Be, because, yeah, because <laughs>
1: like, I mean, whether or not it was like horribly intentional, Street Fighter's always been really goofy. Like it's just like there's like yeah. a god. Damn, it should be like,
0: fun. Blanca's in yeah. this game. Street Fighter should He's be. He's a f-
1: slobbering, like, <laughs> savage guy who is electrical yeah. for no reason. <laughs> I
0: 100% agree. Street Fighter should feel comfortable being fun. Like, mm-hmm. it should not take itself super seriously in a way that detracts just, from you, how you colorful and to, like, weird it is. I about, like, like, Puzzle
1: Fighter or, like, Pocket Fighter that those, like, kind of models were from. They're, like, they're cute little chibi guys. Like, let's treat Fighter be silly. Yeah, like, I agree. Mortal Kombat takes itself very seriously, but in st- a still goofy way. Mm-hmm. But they don't need they they don't need to be homogenous yeah. in that kind of sense. Which I feel like, while the I don't remember which Mortal Kombat game that was, the one that was it just called Mortal Kombat or did it have a number? The Which like think...
0: recent one that really got back, them back on track it's technically Mortal Kombat 9 but its okay. title was officially just Mortal Kombat. Okay.
1: Cause I, I remember like that one was like clean in its presentation but I still from what I like the story mode or whatever kind of like campaign they had it was very goofy because it is like there's literal fucking demons and like gods and shit play like ripping each other's multiple spines yeah, out right. of a single body. Right for as like, like disgusting as it is, it's, it's like campy. disgusting in a silly way. It's a, yeah. it's a very campy game, and they <laughs> leaned into that. You could they were like doing it for like the edge of the beginning, like they were the mature fighting game. But they've leaned into and like kind of accepted what they are and what they can do with that in a really good way. And I think six for Street Fighter is. It coming out of that, like, pretentious, like, kind of, like, high school-ish age <laughs> of, like, I'm a professional, I'm smarter than you, blah, 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 mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, remembering having fun.
0: Yeah, and I kind of think the art direction of this game is sort of incredible, like, because I can't exactly put, like, I if you gave me 10 years, I feel like I couldn't have come up with the way that they've made the characters look in this game, because they both simultaneously look like, more realistic than they uh-huh. ever have, but are still definitively recognizable as, like, it's, the characters they are. Like they're you, still you,
1: stylized. Yeah, you can tell who you
0: and Ken are yeah. by looking at them, even though they look more, like, real and in many ways more different than they ever have.
1: I think a lot of it just has to do with it's a proportion thing. Mm. It's hard to say. I'd really have to, like... i right,
0: would have to, like, hold up a little, like, protractor or something.
1: No, <laughs> not, like... not even <laughs> that. I'd really have to, like... I'd want to look at the, like, either models or key art uh-huh. for... for five and, right. and six because it, it's hard to tell what like the pixel stuff like it's sure. kind of its own thing i would not count that in this equation just because yeah. like and that's been you're working all, in other constraints yeah, that's been like, all over the place too
0: because like you yeah. said talking about making the characters like the funnest version of themselves artistically visually i think my favorite representations of those characters were always from the alpha games because that, that's when they went full anime with it like mm. they, they they strictly looked like anime art designs you know Mm. squished down into however many pixels you could fit on a Super Nintendo or whatever. Yeah. Oh, but that was like my personal favorite was that representation. Was the it? Alpha games
1: on that, or was that like a PlayStation game?
0: It was both. It's okay. the, the Alpha I games originally, the, the, the first two I think came out on Super Nintendo era and then the uh, third okay. one came out on PlayStation and some of them were probably ported to uh, okay. both. Because yeah.
1: one of them was 3D?
0: No, none of the alpha games were 3D. What
1: was the 3D one?
0: Street Fighter EX was like a, the uh, original weird 3D thing. Skullamania. Yeah, with Skullamania.
1: <laughs> I know he was just 3D.
0: And those same sprites were used in Marvel vs. Capcom 2, the 2D ones. Okay. So that that, that yeah, style of character, say, I,
1: I know. Like I remember seeing like them in those games looked really nice. Yeah, like, that's
0: the, the alpha style okay, more than like you. the the Street Fighter two, Street Fighter mm-hmm. three style, where they were a little more grounded and just like a different way. But yeah, like, you're right. It's just, I, I don't know. It's really impressive. I think that all that stuff's really Yeah, neat. they look really good. And then the the moves and stuff all look really good. They've adopted, mm-hmm. like, they've taken a more Street Fighter Four, Mortal Kombat bent on the supers, where the level two and three supers always do, like, a really elaborate cinematic, which is cool. Yeah. Like, I really like that. Like, all that stuff. And even the, like and like I said, I think the new characters look pretty good, too. Like, we were all... Everybody was really stoked about Kimberly. She's like, cute, like aesthetic wise. Yeah, she's she's
1: goddamn she cute. She looks great. I
0: love her outfit. I love her vibe. I love how
1: she like her uh, animations yeah, are really her, good. Her walk
0: cycles alone are just like that's uh, that shows that Street Fighter is comfortable having fun, and mm-hmm. that makes me very happy. <laughs> that like oh uh, yeah, it's I 100%. hate
1: what's his face's arms. They're creepy. <laughs> Luke's, Luke's big. They're too big. Luke's
0: smuggling hams in, <laughs> like the end of his shirt. I
1: mean, yeah. <laughs> His forearms are too round. It's really creepy. Yeah,
0: like when you talk about proportions, he's the one character out of all of them that I've seen so far, other than like Blanca's face. Like I said, his, I his face layout is I'd weird. Ha- I have to
1: look at him again. Lu- I Luke's really... arms,
0: I do think, are maybe the most unnaturally proportioned thing on any of the because like the core Ryu cast and at Ken this point. are like
1: built, and so is Chun Li. But in like a, they've never been like super over the top. Even like mm-hmm. um, Sagat,
0: yeah, I, I guess Chun like, Li's thighs are still pretty close. But she's looking human. She, mean, look she, she just looks look, very exaggerated. Yeah, she's just <laughs>
1: she's yeah. she's got that Pixar mom feel like, to her. Yeah, I don't but think his, his arms. I don't, think, are, yeah, I don't like, think forearms. They're unpleasant. I don't think
0: forearms could exist on a human that way without like some very they're, extreme they're plastic too, surgery.
1: They're too <laughs> round. Is the thing the muscles don't make sense. Just look at look at him next to Ryu and uh-huh. like it looks disgusting. <laughs> It's gross and it makes Uh, me mad. mm -hmm.
0: So, we like all of the art stuff at Street Fighter 6 except Luke. That's fair. Except (laughs)
1: Luke. Throw that boy out and his shitty little fast fireballs, Mm -hmm. put him in the trash.
0: Yeah, and then there's like Give a last last nod to making that game more fun is like I actually had the handful of matches I played where there's like the silly side modes where it's mm. it's kind of like the Smash Bowl Brothers side silly. modes where it's like right where you go you're ultimately fighting another person and then there's like some meta goal like the one I played was like you basically share a health bar mm-hmm. you kind of push a line across it back and forth as you deal damage and, try and to like take and fully
1: back. take over the bar yeah you want to
0: push the bar from the center all Which the way makes to the, edge those of the screen
1: really bright colors look even better when you you can really see the like. The advantage mm-hmm. disadvantage, yeah, and, that. Then, and
0: then while you're doing it periodically, sometimes a bull just a, charges a across the screen,
1: bull, yeah, like an actual animal like the animal.
0: <laughs> charges across the screen. And you have to either like jump over it, or you can like sometimes just like punch it in the face and change its direction and like hope that it's your opponent. Uh, and that's just the thing that happens, and it's so very funny. silly and very fun. So, yeah, they makes like,
1: a really aggressively loud bull sound, yeah, which is
0: great again, from just like a weekend's worth of gameplay. It feels like they made almost every decision right with this game. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what it ha- what it's like when it comes out. And we were talking; it's still kind of up in the air, what the monetization is going to be and when it's going to come out. Uh-huh. But there's a, I think there's a strong chance it'll come out in February. I don't think it'll come out any later than June, probably, because mm-hmm. I think it'll yeah, probably that... be like I don't think they'll want a universe where this game isn't an Evo. And, oh, there's sure. no, and there's no way it'll be at Evo unless it's out for, like, 30 days. I think the, the tournament even has that policy. Like, a game oh, okay. has to be out like for at least a month before it's eligible. Gotcha. So I, I can't imagine it's going to come out outside of that window from February to June. Mm-hmm. And it still remains to be seen if it's just going to be a full price product or if it's going to be a free-to-play thing. Yeah. I think being free-to-play would be really smart because fighting games always struggle to keep, to both, not as much to gain, but definitely to keep an audience. So yeah. If, if they make I it mean, a, especially,
1: like... After a launch window, it's yeah. a lot harder sell to just, like, have someone buy a full boxed product mm-hmm. just out of the blue. Yeah, and they've
0: clearly built hooks into this game where, like, since you're making an avatar, you can buy a bunch of shit yeah. for them that is outside of the realm of, like, character costumes and new characters. So, like, mm-hmm. they've, they've clearly built ways to monetize other things that aren't yeah. just that stuff into the game. So I, it's, it seems very plausible to me. And, yeah, uh-huh. like, I think having that option open to, like, give the game more chances to replenish more players as people kinda like phase in and out. Yeah. Like over them like, you know, putting out the initial game and then releasing new content or whatever. I think that would be amazing. So I I hope yeah, they it, do it. It would be really smart. But we'll see. You yeah. know, uh it's it remains to be seen for now. But Correct. Yeah. That would be kinda like the I think the last like cherry on top as far as the stuff we experienced this week of like of them putting out a really solid mm-hmm. thing. But this is the first time I've been like actively excited for a game to come out in a really long time because <laughs> almost everything we've played these days is either destiny, <laughs> yeah, or it's like the things that I've really enjoyed are things that I wasn't really anticipating that I just kind of decided sure. to play and then enjoyed it. Like Tunic like, was tunic, like that, yeah, yeah. I, did, I wasn't like foaming at the mouth for that game to come out, I was just like technically peripherally aware of it. And then once it was out, I was like, oh, I'll give that a shot. And then I ended up really liking it, but yeah, I haven't actively anticipated a thing in a really long time, but I'm gonna be. Kind of bummed out when the beta goes down because I would I would definitely play more of this over the next couple of weeks if it were just available. But uh, yeah, do you have any other thoughts on that? Because like that's my basically my Street Fighter Six thoughts. I think it's really good, and I I'm looking forward to playing it again.
1: I mean, like I I think I think I probably said everything, like all my thoughts. Because mm-hmm. like I'm still not not a fighting game person, but yeah. it is like even just seeing it for only like three days. It is infinitely more memorable than anything I saw from either the launch of Street Fighter 5 or like I know we watched a little bit of it at Evo this year like mm-hmm. I can't remember that game and I kind of don't want to <laughs> but this was fun it was silly in the right ways and it mm-hmm. seems like well put together from my if lay I, uh, standpoint of it
0: if I strong arm you into playing that game at some point who are you picking like mm-hmm. what's your character you gonna try Kimberly because she's cool? Would you mm-hmm. try Cammy's looking sharp these days. Her outfit's totally different now. She's got like a jean jacket and like, <laughs> hell yeah, and like a tank, a small tank top and like wow. pants. I think. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: trying to think who else is I in the lineup. I'd have to see that's... the whole. Yeah, we'll look at it after. And
1: this. cause like. The OG go-to for me was Sakura, yeah, but I don't know if she'll, she'll be in there. She's,
0: she's a when. Yeah. She'll, she'll she'll be in that game someday. I don't know when, but she'll they will absolutely put Sakura in that game. <laughs> she's too she's like functionally part of the main cast at this yeah. point. Like she's too popular to not include <laughs> at at some juncture. Good choice though. <laughs> she's cute. Yeah. That's the thing, like, like Kimberly is kind of a different take on Asakura because, like Brian said, she's also a character that, like, is influenced by another Let's character. See, uh... But I like how stylized Kimberly is relatively, because Asakura is pretty, like, she's actually pretty straightforward. Like, you know, her mm-hmm. stance is, like, you know, she's not, like, goofy. Yeah. Which is fine for some characters, but I like that Kimberly is different in that way. Yeah. That she's just a little looser and a little more fun. Just glad they're playing around with the space, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and sure. With all that said, is there any other thing you want to talk about before we kind of sign off here? Because like I said, I was just foaming at the mouth to <laughs> record something about Street Fighter because we actually played a chunk of mm-hmm. it this weekend. Anything oh. else rattling around before we sign off?
1: I mean, there's plenty rattling around. I don't think any of this relevant, though. <laughs> all right. already well, th- peered into the curtain that is the horrible mind palace of my brain that we don't need to <laughs> go more in depth
0: into. Fair enough. Well, then I think we'll call it a show. Um, as always, if you've got... A game that you're working on or you know somebody who's got a cool indie game that you would like us to check out. Again, we're kind of planning to do a lot more of that in the past October future. Yeah, coming month. Drop us a line at podcast at cubicorngames.com. You can also send us thoughts, comments, questions, you know, whatever. It's an email. You can send stuff to it. Uh, You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, all that stuff at Cubicorn Games. And with all that said, we were going to call it a night. Thank you, Lorraine, for hanging out. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Internet, for listening. Woo. We will see you later.
1: (laughs) Bye.